Welcome to your daily innovation insights briefing in five minutes or less with power packed innovation strategy insights to disrupt your thinking, level up your leadership and help you be the solution in your market and industry. I'm Kate Abelard. Let's get started. Hello, innovative entrepreneurs and leaders. I'm so excited. It's Friday and we're talking about cross-functional teams and a six-step process so your team knows how they can work through the process of innovation. Now, let me just reference back to this week's main episode. We're talking about how to stand out from the crowd, how to make sure that you're increasing your market share with innovation and standing out from the white noise. This is really important, and we're talking more here about the innovation capabilities in every rules and the skills that they need for results to buy in. So the first thing I want to make you aware of as the entrepreneur or the leader is it should go like this. Innovation capabilities in every role is the first thing we're talking about skills. But there's a process to accomplishing this. The first one is capabilities, right? We're increasing their capabilities. Then they're starting to see some results. We refine it and we get some skills out of it. Once they get even more results, then we get the buy-in. So how are we using a process that we can bring them through so we know that we're getting some results here and we're prompting them with, here's the gold at the end of the rainbow. Here's what we're looking to do, right? Giving them something to look forward to so they don't feel like we're just dragging them on this pointless journey and they don't know what's happening. So it's really important to give them, again, a really great brief. And today is going to help you do that. And also, we're, again, promoting the cross-functional teams, integrated teams. It's really important because the development process provides feedback to help you make a product more saleable and more of an adoption of an idea. It also is going to help you through this process on when do we abandon that this is no longer a good idea because that's going to happen. It's part of, again, test and implement. So there's going to be some points where this is a great idea, this really works after the six-step process, and then there's going to be some when you're maybe at step three and you're like, this is no longer a viable option for us. And that's okay. That's part of innovation. It's part of processing through all of this. And it's part of why it's an established long-term competitive advantage when you couple the your new value, your new value solution is, and you couple it with the right types of innovation. So let's talk a little bit more here about the six-step process. So I'm going to give you a brief overview of what the six steps are, and then I'm going to go into more specifics. So it's really important that we give our teams when we're connecting capabilities to results to skills, that we give them a process and the the steps inside of each of that process. So, okay, six steps. Number one is idea generation. Number two is concept testing. Number three is a prototype design at MVP. Number four is product testing. Number five is market testing. And number six is launching into the market. I'm going to absolutely just say, it's not innovation if it hasn't hit the market. Okay, having an idea and not bringing it out to full tuition is, is not innovation. You need it to have a product, a service, or process, a system, something that's tangible that they can implement in order for this to be considered innovation. Okay, so let's jump into back to process, the step number one, idea generation. How do we get this to happen, right? We're looking for the gaps, which I discussed earlier in the main episode. We're talking about feedback pipelines, And we're going to talk a little bit here about debriefing your team with customer interaction. Your team consistently is interacting and they know that they're playing a role in solving the problem or meeting a need. So they're starting to identify a problem or a unmet customer need 
They're going to help to gather that information. And that's really important that they understand that that's part of step one, because what it does is it empowers them as part of the idea generation. They're maybe hearing some customer problems or some customer feedback. They can put that through the feedback pipeline. They can debrief that as a customer interaction, and they start to come out with some main right, root problems that they're dealing with, and then have them go through the five steps that I took you through on Monday, right, on idea generation, the five Y's, and then the five Y's and the H, right? So you want to make sure you can bring them through those same steps too. It'd actually be really good to have them listen to Monday's episode so they can do it for themselves and save you some time. The next one here, step two of the process, is concept testing. They can utilize the feedback pipelines or select group or influential clients to get reactions. Now, the reactions, here's what you want them to do, is you want them to inform your direction. You want to have their understanding of what it is that you just presented, because what you're saying is not always what they're hearing or what they understand. So you want to hear what it is that they think that you just presented to them. Um, And then you want to understand what the classification that brings you to. Okay, so again, it's concept testing. It's like, hey, we have this great idea. What do you think about this? Would you use this in your business? How could this help you? We've heard some problems like this. Have you heard anybody else who's having similar problems? Do you have these problems in your business, right? It's just literally having human conversations with your clients, consumers, or prospects and finding out what it is that they need and asking some really qualifying questions so that way it can inform your direction, the understanding of what you presented, and what classification you can give it. The third step in this process is called prototype design. So there are both product considerations that I want to talk to you about and service considerations that I want you to talk about. So the products, you can think about like assembly line, um, warehouse causing, uh, warehouse costs, strength, um, strength and services and cost and material, shipping and maintenance and breakage and all these other things like what is it for products when you're prototyping that you have to figure out. Now, services considerations are a little bit different. A service consideration when you're prototyping should be what are the number of interactions required by us to service the customer, client, or consumer? What are the goals of the people that we need to deliver the service to? Is there systems, processes, events that need to be considered in in the deliverable of our services? Um, The client experience and the satisfaction Um, You can even think about the complexity of the service when you're implementing it with the customer or you're implementing it for the customer. What does that look like, right? When we're talking about prototype design, these are considerations that you have to do if you're you're providing a service. Okay, Um, the next one, the fifth step, I have to think in my head, (laughs) is product testing. So you definitely, the first thing is do not combine this with market testing. That's a big don't. Because what you want to do is you want to tell how it works for the customers, That's what product testing does. That's what service testing does. And this would be really great to implement a beta test here. You want to get their feedback. You want to know what's the friction points. You want to establish the feedback loops so you can get that raw feedback and make sure that you're collecting it into data so you can get some insights on where to move forward next. Then what you want to do is the market testing. A market test will tell you if there's any ideas um, that you have about how to advertise to your market, if they will work, or if you need adjustments that you need to consider. Make sure if you intend to reach the masses, you include some early and late majority adapters when you're doing your market test. You really want to understand if you want to get the masses, you'd have to go through those four um, that we discussed, let's see, on 
Wednesday for the herd mentality, right? For early adopters, for early majority, for late majority, and for laggers, if you want to hit the masses, then you need to hit all of those, okay? So you want to make sure that you're getting them in part of your market testing. And the last one here is launching it. It's going to be a gradual broad-based launch, right? Or are you going to have a distributed system, right? With You have salespeople, you have marketing, you have client success, and have you prepared them to understand that the product so they can sell it in training and identify what marketing tools that you're going to need to help them. So are you just going gradual or are you pushing it all out at once? You need to understand what would be best to bring your market, uh, your innovation to launch. Well, I hope, I know I went a little bit over today and it's Friday, so I hope you guys have a great Friday. I hope that this was really helpful in understanding the six processes that you can take your teams through so they understand how they can be brought through the process. They understand the blueprint that they're looking at or the roadmap that they want to implement so that way they can get some amazing results. Thanks so much for joining me today. I will talk to you on Monday next week. Stay tuned. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, if you'd like to join us in our free Facebook group, come on over to the tribe of innovative entrepreneurs and join us for our weekly trainings. Have a great day.